Saturday. This is the weekly recap for the Energy Newsbeat podcast. We had a wild and crazy week. There's a couple things that I just want to share out that were not on our stories. We had a Doomberg that was released this week. It was a fabulous podcast, even if I say so myself. And we also had Ray Trevino. He was on site drilling the wells, and we talked to a lot of people. If you got some real estate, 1031 Exchange, go to that article and you'll be able to see a full ebook if you would then we also had just before that ronald stein and that was the one before that michael and i had a lot of fun this week enjoy the show there is a couple of other stories that we're going to be looking for next week more updates on bricks uh Putin was not able to go there, but he did talk to them. There were some other big developments, and um, yeah, we're going to let you know what uh, President Obama, Hillary Clinton, and um, Putin's chef all have in common. But stay safe. Have a great weekend. See you later. Russia? I always love me a good Russian story. Uh, Putin called the other day. Hey, How's he doing? You got some time. <laughs> Uh, Russia's pipeline and gas exports to Europe pick up. Holy smokes. Uh, the gas exports continued their uptrend in first half of August. Combined flows via the only two gas lines, uh, gas lines uh, available from Russia to Europe, excluding Turkey, rose 6%. Hmm. 1.3 billion cubic meters or 90 million cubic meters per day. That's a lot of gas, dude. That is. Okay. Gas prompts prices are understood to have fallen further in August. Here's where it gets a little funny. There's some pricing matrices that are going on. When we're paying $2.30, uh, what's gas right now? Two fifty. Two fifty. Wait, like uh, not like natural gas or gas at the pump? Natural gas. Sorry. Oh, two fifty. I was gonna say I paid yeah. like three forty last week for no. pegging. Uh, a comparison price of what they're expecting is going to be around the 15 to 25, $15 to 25 difference is what they're going to be paying. Nice. Nice. Hey, you go, if you go green without a plan, you pay for it. Well, yeah. It, it, and again, it shows, as you always say, I'm preaching the choir here. Sanctions don't work. No. The Turk stream uh, supplied more than 31 million uh, cubic per day in 2021. Oh. Bulgaria receives 8.1 million. Let's see here per day. Ex Russia's exports of LNG to Europe have held up well despite the war and accompanying deterioration in uh, political relations. Michael, what this is, is people will buy energy just about no matter who the bad guy is. And well, because you need it, you, 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 you can't not go without energy. You're going to get it from somewhere, whether it's coal, whether right. it's burning wood, whether it's $17 natural gas or however you can get it. Right. Um, but here's what here's a couple of key lines in here. Spain, which lies well beyond the reach of Russian gas pipelines, remains one of the key importers of Russian LNG. Uh, Spain has six 
LNG import facilities. They're the biggest one in uh, the EU that can do that. Turkey became a regular importer of Russian uh, LNG, taking cargoes from Gazprom's newly launched uh, Provoya LNG facility. They just had their second train come on in the Arctic train, and they have now beefed that one up. So their Arctic coming around, their one. And a shout out to uh, Patrick Moore. We cover how Russia is transporting this over the uh, ocean and everything else. That is a heck of a podcast coming out, man. That's nuts. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. 2003 Northeast blackout and how today's blackouts differ. Michael, do you remember the 2003 blackout? I was eight years old. You were blacked out in college, I think, probably. At, no, at I was a time like 10 years old. I was like 10 years old. Uh, yeah. Okay. Never mind. At a time when reliable, uh, the 203 Northeast blackout 22 years ago on August 14th, uh, this was a bad one. Uh, unusual instance. There's going to be a chart. We may want producer to fly in here in a little bit. A series of management errors led to the escalation of events that caused the grid and the grid over 55 million people were affected by the blackout. Some went without power for a couple hours. Others suffered for weeks and days. 400,000 piece subway goers were stranded underground while the power went out. During the blackout, uh, water customers in Cleveland, Detroit, were uh, placed under a three-day boil advisory. So this was no lightweight disaster. Cell service was interrupted. Total societal costs were around $10 billion. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're talking some serious. Mr. Uh, Producer, if you could fly in this chart when we're talking about the 2021 ERCOT. Michael, this is critical. That uh, blackout of 2003 happened. And in the left-hand column, you're going to see 90% was dispatchable. Dispatchable is either nuclear, gas, or coal. 1% was intermittent or renewables. Uh, It's scary. And so you see 9% was hydro. Yeah. Roll over to what happened to ERCOT. ERCOT in 2021, 16 percent was renewables, 8 percent was hydro in that area, and 76 percent was dispatchable. What's happened? Coal has come down. Natural gas has really come down and renewables have come up to that 16. What's changed as far as the grid policies? Uh, that's coming out further does that make sense yeah if what happened in 2003 was the product of poor management right then only what's happened in 2021 going forward is a product of stupidity and we've been continually down the path of i mean that chart you know that u.s energy mix 2003 versus 2021 says everything in my opinion about the current state of what our of what our energy mix is the fact that we only have 76% dispatchable percent of our total capacity is scary. And we've actually dropped hydro, one of your favorites. Speaking of bear country. Uh, yeah, I got it right over here. I uh, love me some hydro, by the way. Hey, uh, there's a couple quotes in here. Bad policy favoring renewables caused the 21, uh, 2021 blackout. As Dr. Brent Bennett of the Texas Policy Foundation pointed out, based on ERCOT's own forecast, 
it was inevitable that this weather event was going to cause demand to exceed supply, even if no wind or fossil fuel generators had failed due to the weather. Bad policies. Dr. Bennett noted in 2021, blackout disaster was in the making directly due to policies that resulted in the grid, quote, relying entirely on wind and solar to meet our Texas demand growth since 2015 and has now less coal and gas generation in total than it did five years ago. Mm -hmm. A poorly planned grid is waiting disaster to happen. It really is. We did it to ourselves. And so when this all crumbles at some point, we know who to blame us, unfortunately. Um, not me. I got generators. I got, you know, I, I, I'm the one that's going to die here. I'm just in an apartment. Yeah. I'm driving up to see you. Uh, but they're coming after your generators. So it's a good thing you don't have a generator in an apartment because they would. They're coming. At, anyway. They're coming after everything. But you could see how we wove all the stories in and out on this. They all are regarding energy. The way the right way to do it is the e uh, the the Middle Eastern company countries. I don't agree with their social policies, but they have their energy policies right. They're gonna get to net zero, but they're gonna do it by uh, making money, doing it right, and doing it in a plan. We are not planning for nothing. Moment of silence for Stu's genius. All right, that's enough. Um. <laughs> Let's dive into this first story, though. Hydrogen cars. This is hilarious, guys. Despite few buyers, California may pay $300 million for fuel stations. So to give you guys an idea what's what's going on right now, you know, one in five new cars right now in California are actually battery powered, which is interesting. This little quote by Gavin Newsom. California is showing the world what's possible. Could he be running for president? Um, only no. But to give you an idea what's going on in the Democratic state legislature right now is they're, they're debating how much money to give companies to build hydrogen fuel stations. So a lobbying group for hydrogen supporters, including Chevron, Shell, Toyota. I love it. You've got big oil. You've got big car combining to try to extract 300 million to do hydrogen, which nobody's got. So I jumped the gun a little bit. Chevron, Shell, and Toyota, they're seeking to designate 30% share of the money from the state clean transportation program, amounting to over 300 million over the next decade to roll out hydrogen fueling station. Mind you, we don't even electric cars in the next 10 years is going to be difficult. Chevron, Shell, and Toyota are attempting to convince us that they need 300 million to roll out hydrogen farms. Hydrogen farms, but hydrogen fuel stations. Okay. I don't want, I'm not even really sure if I'm for nuclear. We know my stance on nuclear. I I see Chernobyl happen. I mostly kid. I think it's Nuclear is probably the move we need to invest on. My point is, who wants to put hydrogen in their car? What happens when I get hit by another car? Is that is that is that a bomb just sitting there? I mean, it's it's sort of what it is now. I think the funny part is, I say all this to say, classic California. What they want to do is they want to come in and say three hundred million for hydrogen. Really, really? Now I get hydrogen fuel cells. They 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 basically say, well, we believe that hydrogen fuel cells are the next step beyond electric. Well, figure out electric cars first. You know, it's like going from A to C. Well, give me B first. At least get B down before you go to B. You know, the article also mentions they've already spent $202 million on hydrogen fuel stations. Um, yet they only have uh they've only sold 1,700 of these cars. So you can actually go get one. You can go get a driving bomb right now if you want. But and what what is that per person? 200 million times 
divided by 2,000, 100K a station. That's dope. 100K a station. It's ridiculous, guys. Classic what's going on in California. There's only about 12,000 hydrogen cars around there, but there's about 760,000 batteries. So we see where Californians are going, continuing to dump more money into things that will never be needed. We love it. Oh, man. My old Depend boy here. Yeah, he's looking for his Depends. Um, hey, did you see that he offended everybody at uh, Hawaii? Maui? He fell asleep. I saw that. It's ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. What a knucklehead. Rising gasoline prices in the U.S. are starting to put pressure on the Biden administration in the run up to next year's election. Michael, this I, I got to be nice. Uh, diesel, meanwhile, has risen to 438 a gallon from 384 a month ago. Uh, this is from Bob McNally. Any White House uh, has only two kinds of modes when it becomes to oil prices, obvious or panic, said Bob McNally, president of consultancy of Radpan Energy and former senior director for international energy for the White House National Security Council. Uh, what would really flip them into true panic mode, Michael, is where when oil prices kept rising with WT at a 90 to a hundred dollar, <laughs> he said, that'll really flip them out. The problem is, let me get some numbers here. Uh, we are the largest sale. They did 180 million barrels. Uh, it currently holds 350 million barrels. That is the smallest it's been in 45 years. And so when you sit back, Saudi is cutting 1 million barrels a day. 100,000 here is not going to make a difference and no way to U.S. Uh, producers can fill the gap. They come down here and then even the Biden administration is bragging that U.S. is going to increase to 13 yeah. million barrels per day. So the hypocrisy of the Biden administration is just uh, you got to congratulate them for hypocrisy uh, in, in motion there. No, they now if if they take this down, let me just give my stuthorly opi uh, okay. opinion. On. Floor is yours. OK, China, when things go bad, right, mm -hmm. things are going bad. The economy is going bad in China. What does China do? They normally everybody has started a war. Look, that's and then they go over here and start a war. Mm -hmm. They could be starting a war in Taiwan. What are we going to do if we got a war in Taiwan besides having a knucklehead up there, uh, you know, that doesn't even know where he's at or he's there saying that his, uh, oh, what was the joke that he said yesterday? He he almost lost his car and his wife and his dog or something like that. I mean, it was pathetic. What's going to happen is we only have 350 million. How many do many millions a day do we use in the U.S.? That is less than a 20-day supply. That is less than that. You get anybody at OPEC grumped out at us, Russia is now also going to cut at 1 million barrels per day, 100,000, I mean, a, a million barrels a day. What was it? Russia's doing, I got to fact check myself. They are going all in on this next OPEC plus cut. They're going in. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, if, if war with China starts, we're screwed. That's all I'll say. But, gas prices are going whoop, through the roof. Uh, and even if China's is, been storing, they're ready for this. Huh? Oh, China's they're been ready. Storing oil. They're ready for this. It's scary. They've been buying everything they could. They bought more gold than they could have ever imagined. BRICS is meeting today or yesterday. BRICS is in this meeting. 
you had all the representatives from China, uh, South America, Brazil, India meeting with Z in China. And the big question is, are they going to be able to do it? And my answer is yes. They've been doing this since I believe 2009 on BRICS, trying to bring it forward. Guess what the catalyst was? <laughs> it was Biden. <laughs> do you remember that one quote that uh, I got to go to the next story here? But do you remember when Obama said, don't ever underestimate uh, the ability for Joe Biden to F up something? Yeah, I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. He just effed up the U.S. dollar. Governor Josh Shapiro's wrong approach to grid reliability. Josh Shapiro is uh, Pennsylvania's governor. And in the Commonwealth, uh, he was sitting here and they have PJM, failure to keep the lights on with as little drama as reasonably possible during December's cold snap is the beginning of the reliability issues Pennsylvanians will face as the grid operator continues to accommodate more renewable energy while endorsing policies that speed up the retirement of nuclear or fossil fuel base capacity. Got to give a shout out to Meredith Anglin. Her book, Shorting the Grid, explains mandates for new renewable energy will not succeed in building grids that are 100% renewable, but will instead make grids more fragile and more expensive. I'll tell you what, Meredith is an absolute national treasure. Um, and when you sit back and take a look, her grid book, go, I'll have it in the show notes here. Read that book and you'll understand a lot more of why the grid is actually one of the most complex machines ever built. And um, you cannot change physics. You can't change uh, economics. You can't print money in order to get to renewable. Just visited with Deborah Wald, CEO of Green Lily, uh, and I guarantee you, she knows how to make renewable natural gas from waste. That is renewable to me. And when you talk about solar or wind, that you have to have, and it's not sustainable financially. That to me is a real. Uh, worrisome issue. One of the uh, it's going to take Caesar Rodney Institute explains that each loss of gigawatt of baseload electricity generated by a coal and natural gas, as well as nuclear, requires three gigawatts of wind and solar to uh, replace it. I think that number is actually a little low. To replace the 40 gigawatts of baseload generation uh, required by 2030, we'll need to build 120 gigawatts of solar power. That number, I believe, is a little low using some of the crayon math that I use. And um, that's another, you know, I, I everything I've created in uh, models or construction, taking a look, that nameplate, gigawatt nameplate panel is always off. So if you need one gigawatt, you need to add another 180 uh, wind towers. So you're talking some serious issues here. And they say 120. I think it's closer to the 180. 